here and welcome to We Blether About, podcast from the Academic Skills team at UWS. My name is Linda Riches and I'm one of the Academic Skills Advisors at the University. Today, just as part of our series about um, dissertations, we thought we'd have a wee blether about the importance of the dissertation supervisor. And as always, I'm joined by Dr. Kevin Wilson. Hi, Kevin. Hi there. And Ben Farrer. Hi, Ben. Hi. Uh, my fellow academic skills advisors. And we'll just have a little talk about that relationship because it occurred to us when we were talking about dissertations or final research projects, that that supervisor's relationship is really important. And we are definitely not replacements for the supervisor. So we wanted to sort of maybe just focus a little bit on what that relationship is and what it's about and how you can make the most of it when you're you're doing your dissertation. So I guess to sort of kick off, um, Kevin, for people who don't know, why do you have a dissertation supervisor and, and how does that come about in the first place? Yeah, I mean, it'll totally it'll vary on the subject um, yeah. and do do on the subject area in terms of how it comes about. You know, some subjects you might be just um, told to as uh, some areas you might pick, some they might pick you based on your research title, some it will be if it's a you know some science projects they'll have a you know you'll pick a research project that's already decided and already have a, a supervisor attached. It totally depends. I suppose the key thing is it's you know because of the nature of it, this idea of independent research. You know this is the person who is going to kind of help keep you on the right path and, and offer you advice and and um, guidance through it. You know they're not going to tell you what to write. They're not going to mm-hmm. tell you what to do. They will give you good nuggets of advice and good chunks of you know good things to do and certainly they might actually give you things to look at but the bulk of the work is yours and they are they are more to to kind of you know guide you rather than to to, to teach you you know your teaching is is, 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 is isn't they're not there to kind of teach you the information you know they're, they're there to help you through the research process and I think that's, that's an important thing to, to remember as a distinction um, in, in the way that you work with supervisor. I mean, another thing is just to remember that there's different subjects will have different ways in which you work with your supervisor. Some, you know, some schools are, are really quite kind of clear on the amount of hours, you can, the amount of time you can spend seeing your supervisor. It's like you only get a certain amount of meetings. Other subjects will be more, um, open, you know, free about it. And um, some supervisors might just be different within certain subject yeah. areas. The important thing is just at the start, just to get a really clear sense, either from any of the, the published guidance, uh, the, the handbooks and stuff like that, what the kind of setup is, or speak to the supervisor and ask, like, how often do we meet? What, you know, is there a set amount of meetings? Is there set times? Is there set ways in, like, you'd like to communicate? It's really important, you know, that, that the student understands that, because, again, it's about being proactive and, and taking that responsibility. Just as you're taking responsibility for your research, take the responsibility for the relationship. You know, yeah. often I you know, if, if you don't go and see your supervisor, you know, often they won't. They're not going to chase you up. You know, it's your it's your research. So if they've mm. got enough to do, um, if they've not seen you, it's not their job to kind of chase you around and say, where are you? Why have you not come to see me? Where's where? How come you haven't written anything? You know, and that's the difference. And really, at this stage, um, that now that you're at that level, that that you know that it's down to you to be proactive and the more proactive you are and i'll talk about this later once like ben starts to talk here the more you get out of, of, of the relationship with your supervisor as well yeah yeah um what are your memories ben of your dissertation supervisor did was that a positive relationship and was there anything that you did to sort of make sure that 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 worked well 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've I've had two dissertation supervisors, um, and both were really positive. Um, I think in in some ways it's about um, you know we we talk about kind of going in with some ideas um, and that kind of thing. Like if you if you show up the first time you meet the supervisor and you have absolutely nothing, then that you know they're not going to sit and coax it out of you. It's it's that kind of thing of arriving with something. But also, I think it's worth um being proactive and and taking sort of the steps to sort of work out things so as, as kevin said some schools have quite specific rules about how much you can what you can send them how much feedback you can expect etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's it's worth just going over that you know ultimately your dissertation supervisor is a person and they are yeah. you will have a, a a personal relationship with them so it's worth talking about what you know they're willing to do and also what your preferences are uh, students work differently some students like you know, to try and maximize the amount of feedback that they get, to try and maximize the amount of work that gets sent over. Um, you know, they like to kind of uh, ask lots of questions and kind of always be in, in some kind of contact with the supervisor, even if it's just sort of a back and forth email and that kind of thing. Um, other students prefer a lot more autonomy. And I mean, my experience was I preferred being left alone for, you know, reasonable chunks of time so I could get a chunk of work done. Yeah. Um, because otherwise I found that I got bogged down and kind of every decision I was making, I felt like I had to bounce it off someone. I was like, well, no, look, let me just get to the end of this kind of point and then we'll see if it's, if it's kind of on the way there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, your supervisor is really there to help you sort of facilitate your vision of what the project is. So whatever it is that you're out there to try and find out, their their role really is to help you to do that, you know, be it on guiding you on best research practice, suggesting how to hone down your um, your searches or your methodology or that kind of thing, figuring out how to interpret the data, um, or just generally asking, you know, questions about, you know, what does this mean? How do I approach this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but ultimately it is, it's, it's your project. So they're kind of, they're, you're the one who's steering. They're just kind of occasionally they'll put you in the right direction and that sort of stuff. So I think establish um, what it is that you expect to get out of it very early on, um, you know, figure out what kind of way you prefer working and what way they prefer working and then come to some kind of balance and that kind of thing. And, you know, don't be afraid of them. Treat them as a, a you know, as a person yeah, who's there just, to help you because that's what they are. They're just a person. Yeah. They're just yeah. a, a person and, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, be interested in what you're doing um but like you say they won't tell you what to do I, I remember with my dissertation supervisor she suggested some things to me some of which were useful and some of which I went and looked at and and decided in the end that I didn't feel that they were particularly you know um what I wanted to include it didn't make them wrong it was just you know a suggestion of maybe you should check that out first and um you know and that relationship I felt worked quite well but I know that what worked for me was being prepared before I went to every meeting because I think for me I I think I was allowed five meetings so every meeting had to sort of feel I had to feel like I came out of that meeting having known what I'd sort of achieved during it you know what was the purpose of the meeting and what did I then have to go and do afterwards um, to sort of give me the confidence to go away and you know do what I needed to do next. I do know some students, you know, if that relationship gets off on their own footing, then it can become quite problematic. So you, I think, you know, like you're both saying, I think you want to be quite proactive at the start and establish what those ground rules are and then work to those ground rules. You know, if, if your lecturer said they don't want, you know, 
um, information sent to them, you know, every week. Don't send things to them every week because they're just going to get annoyed, you know. Yeah. Or don't well, send the things thing... the night before. And exactly, it's yeah. like, sorry, Ben. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. I, totally. And I, I think the other thing is don't mistake them being critical for them being mean. <laughs> um, it's uh, that sort of thing. I mean, I remember my very first undergraduate dissertation supervisor meeting. He absolutely ripped my project to shreds. Um, and he was like, you know, you said you want to do this, but none of this is doing that. You know, you've gone off on this tangent and all this kind of stuff. And the thing was, he was right. And all he knew about the project was what I'd written. I'd just come up with, this is what I want to do. And then right. I'd gone off on, I'd lost track of that and I'd gone and done something else. And so his kind of pulling that out and kind of saying, look, you know, you, you've, you've set out, this is what you want to research, right? This is what you want to look into. That's not what you've actually done. So you need to go away and you need to sort of hone this down and figure it out was unbelievably useful because it meant that I wasn't going off on the wrong path immediately. Mm. So yes, he was, I mean, he was very nice about it. Like that's the thing. Um, but he was critical in the sense of like, he, he had a good understanding of what it was I wanted to do. And he probably had a better idea of how to do it than I did. And he advised me on that. And as a result, it kind of got it. So don't flinch if they do ask you difficult questions or if they say, I don't think this is right. They're not trying to, you know, hurt you or, or pull your project to pieces. They're trying to get the best out of you. And part of that is pointing out when they think you're going in the wrong direction. Then it's up to you to either say yeah fair enough or to defend your position and to say no actually i think i think this will work and here's why i think it'll work so that's an important part of it is to have those those tricky conversations yeah, yeah. and i mean i used to you know my, my supervisor was renowned for for really being a really quite a strict marker and, and very harsh you know and i used, used to always want paper copies of everything and he would give me it back and the joke was you know it would weigh double what it weighed before because all the red ink on it you know and <laughs> but it took a while to get used to, you know, and you used yeah. to think something's quite good and it would come back with just like endless comments on it. But what I realised was that it's, it's much better to get all that stuff at that stage than it is to get it to, for the market to pick it up. You know, it's Absolutely. when it's like if you put it through the strongest filter possible, and or or you get it gets you know it gets really probed and you know what your ideas get you know really tested at that stage. Then it means that you, if you kind of bring them up to the standard that the supervisor is looking for, or, or are able to support them, and then in the way that you need to, then hopefully once it goes through the marking process, they've already been, you know, you know, pulled apart. You know, if if your if your marker went easy on you, and then sorry, if your supervisor went easy on you, but then the marker was like harsh, then you would potentially be thinking you were in a good place for your research, and and it might end up getting a, a lot lower mark than you thought. So, mm. in a way, it's just fitting with Ben said. You know, don't take it personally. And actually, the harsh—I don't want to say the harsher the better. From her, from a supervisor, it's like you know, if it pushes you to really yeah. plug all those gaps and be as thorough as possible, yeah. then it ensures that when it comes to the marketing stage, that you should have the, the strongest possible um, piece of work that you could have. And the other thing I would say is just to come back with you saying, Linda, about about being prepared. Like, but mm -hmm. you know. Some subjects, some kind of subject areas, you'll only get a few meetings with a supervisor, and you need to rinse as much value that that meeting as you can, you know. And that means going with questions written down, like write down what you want to ask them, mm -hmm. you know, take record, take notes of what they said. You could even ask them if you could record the discussion that's down to the supervisor. Um, but the last thing you want to be doing is just turning up and without any you know if the, the, yeah, it's, it's not as i say it's not a teaching experience where they're going to say right well here's what you need to do and this is here's something to understand it's like if you turn up with nothing 
then they won't be able to give you anything because there's nothing for them to shape or discuss. Whereas if yeah. you turn up with ideas and possible things that you want to look at and ways that you want to proceed with it, then that gives you a basis then to start discussing things and getting your ideas kind of shaped by your supervisor and pointed, like Ben was telling in his example, like pointed in the right direction with it. And Ben was able to do that because he had made inroads into what he wanted to do, albeit it wasn't the, you know, the way he wanted to go with it. But if he went with nothing, then you come out of it with nothing and your yeah. supervisor will, will, won't, won't kind of generally stand for that much. You know, if you turn up and say, I've not done anything, I don't know what I want to do, I've not even thought about it, it'll be a pretty short meeting. You know, whereas yeah. you might not be, you're not expected to turn up with absolute certainty with what you're doing, but you should certainly turn up with things that you're, the questions you want to ask and think ideas that you might think might be viable and all these types of things so that that's the stuff you can start bouncing off them and, and having this conversation with them about because it is as I said less a teaching experience and, and more it should be more of a discussion you should be more on a, a kind of level with one another where they are kind of really helping you shape things that you're already kind of thinking about and, and, and have decided to do yeah yeah and it's that balance isn't it it's not you're not you're not having a coffee and a chat with a friend it's not a kind of casual you know conversation it's like it can be quite a challenging conversation but it can be a very positive relationship as well you know oh yeah definitely um, I mean, you can you know i've used to come out feeling you know exhausted but positive <laughs> you know and yeah, sometimes you exactly. know independent research is, is by its nature independent you spend a long time being the only person that's thinking about that thing and sometimes the only person that wants to discuss it with you is your supervisor so you can come out sometimes you can feel you just sit and read something for so long you're like this doesn't make any sense what am i talking about right why am i doing this and then you go and see your supervisor and they're like no 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 it's fine it does make sense right maybe you need to think about this or that but you know you, you are on you know sometimes just that conversation can can you have huge benefits for you but you know, and that goes back as well, though, to, to just make sure you write things down, right? Because you can you can have a lengthy discussion and everything seems relevant. But if you don't take notes, you can be like, uh, I don't only remember a quarter of that. And, you know, yeah, what was I supposed to say? So just make sure that you, you, you note down the most important things. Take as many notes as possible when you speak to a supervisor, because that is, you know, generally kind of the gold dust stuff that will really help uh, advance your own research. Yeah, and I guess if you've got a limited number of meetings or a limited amount of time, then prioritise what's going to be the most helpful. You know, yeah, there yeah. are certain things that actually, you know, if there was sort of things around, um, I don't know, if there's things around referencing or whatever, you can get all that information elsewhere. You don't actually need to, to use Well, exactly, you know, and, and knowing, yeah, yeah. knowing what we can do as services, you know, that's mm. the stuff. Come and see us about that. Don't waste exactly. your supervisor's time asking about referencing. You know, exactly. that's if you've only got an hour to speak yeah. to your supervisor or, you know, a few meetings, don't wait. Exactly, it's a great, great point. Uh, you know, mm. come you and would, see, you know, us about it. Yeah. You'd be amazed how much ground you can cover in half an hour or an hour with a subject specialist, you know, if, yeah, if you know yeah. which yeah. questions to ask and if you go in. And be honest as well. Like, if, you, if you've reached a complete deadlock and it's like, I have absolutely no idea. Like, I've got this far, but I have no idea where to go now. Or, like, I, I'm not, you know, be honest. And they will try and help you find paths through that and that kind of thing. But, like, yeah, I mean, I, similar to you, Linda, I think I had maybe five hours of, of mm -hmm. like, or, or five meetings or something like that with my supervisor. Um, you know, and it really, I mean, if I was doing, like, a chart of the progress that I made, there would be significant jumps every time. It, because of the fact that you know we had all of these discussions and that kind of thing but it does ultimately come from having it is one of those situations where a bad idea is actually better than no idea in yeah. this concept yeah. even yes. if you come yeah. in with like even if they go no it will usually be that no but <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. here's where you might take it yeah yeah absolutely yeah so 
hopefully that's just, you know, we just want to have a quick chat about the supervisor, um, you know, relationship because it's a really important one in the dissertation or a final year project and and one not to don't underestimate the importance of it you know you might think oh well it's only a few hours actually those are really precious hours that can really make a huge difference um, so hopefully you've enjoyed our little series about um, dissertations and final research projects um, there's lots of other podcasts um, from us to listen to on lots of different areas like academic writing and critical thinking. So please do have a listen to those. And if you've got any feedback or anything that you'd like us to have a blether about, then just drop an email to skills at uws.ac.uk. Thanks for listening. Bye.